Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore Richard St. John's famous 2007 TED Talk, Secrets of Success in Eight Words, Three Minutes. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring Richard St. John's famous 2007 TED Talk, Secrets of Success in Eight Words, Three Minutes. Analyst and best-selling author Richard St. John managed to condense seven years of interviews into an unforgettable three-minute presentation about what it takes to be truly successful. Believe us, nobody is as cognizant of your time as St. John. This three-minute talk is normally presented as a two-hour presentation to high school students. I hope you enjoy this, and I'll intersperse some of my own commentary between clips, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first one. This is really a two-hour presentation I give to high school students, cut down to three minutes. And it all started one day on a plane on my way to TED seven years ago. And in the seat next to me was a a high school student, a teenager, and she came from a really poor family. And she wanted to make something of her life. And she asked me a simple little question. She said, what leads to success? And I felt really badly because I couldn't give her a good answer. So I get off the plane and I come to TED. And I think, geez, I'm in the middle of a room of successful people. So why don't I ask them what helped them succeed and pass it on to kids? So here we are. Seven years, 500 interviews later, and I'm going to tell you what really leads to success and makes Tedsters tick. Society tells us and really fills our head with all sorts of uh, things, you know, in terms of what we are supposed to expect about success, the successful life. And frankly, I think most of what society tells us and what those norms are, are wrong. I don't think that's really success. Success isn't about money. It's not about power, prestige, fame. Uh, there's so much more to it than that. Uh, sometimes those things come along with the true success, uh, but but in and of itself, you know, power, fame, fortune—that's uh, that, that's not enough uh, in my book for someone to be considered successful. Anyways, he's going to um, share very briefly in a very succinct manner uh, his eight words, which are eight different principles, eight different tips for how to have a life of success. And again, I would encourage you to think about this, not just in terms of traditional markers of success that society tells us, but really how they apply to your life in terms of real meaning uh, and real long-term sustainable success uh, in a life of meaning and purpose. And the first thing is passion. Freeman Thomas says, I'm driven by my passion. Tedsters do it for love. They don't do it for money. Carol Coletta says, I would pay someone 
to do what I do. And the interesting thing is, if you do it for love, the money comes anyway. Passion really is so important. We need to find greater meaning and purpose in our work. And that doesn't mean everything that we do is going to be fun or everything that we do is going to really be what our, our true passion is. But we need to find something that we're passionate about in what we do each and every day. And we need to find, you know, from the bigger picture perspective, we need to connect what we're doing with our passion. When we truly are doing work that is connected with our passion in some way, where we can connect with uh, the organization's mission and, and vision and values, then that drives more sustainable effort. And like he said, uh, typically, if, if someone is really passionate about their work, some of those other outward manifestations of what society would tell us is successful, that often does come. Uh, you, you tend to have more success in your career. You tend to make more money. Not exclusively, not always, but, uh, but I think passion really does drive other forms of success, and whenever possible, we need to try to connect with that. Work. Rupert Murdoch said to me, it's all hard work. Nothing comes easily, but I have a lot of fun. Did he say fun, Rupert? Yes. <laughs> Tedsters do have fun working, and they work hard. I figure they're not workaholics. They're work of frolics. There's no substitute for sustained hard work. Even if we have passion, we still have to put in the time and the effort. So we need to, to work hard. And as he mentioned, you know, we may not be workaholics. We might be work of frolics. Uh, if, if we're having fun while we work uh, and we have passion in our work, then it, it doesn't seem as difficult. But that doesn't mean we don't still have to put in the time, the effort, the energy in a sustained fashion over time uh, in order to have good outcomes. It's just the nature of things. When we work hard, good things tend to come. Good. Alice Garden says, to be successful, put your nose down in something and get damn good at it. There's no magic. It's practice, practice, practice. And it's focus. Norman Jewison said to me, I think it all has to do with focusing yourself on one thing. Getting good at something, really putting the time and the effort in, practice, 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 and focus, hard work, connected with your passion, you can see how these are all interconnecting with each other. Each of these elements is so essential to finding personal success and career success. Uh, ultimately, if we put in the time and the effort to really get good at something and we can focus on it for an extended period of time, uh, there's no telling what we can accomplish. The greatest inventions, the greatest uh, creative thinkers, the greatest artists, the greatest engineers, any line of work that you can think of, they worked hard, they were passionate about what they did, they focused, and they just really mastered their craft. They got really good at what they did. And that didn't come naturally to most people. Uh, I can think of lots of things that I have some talent in, but in the areas where I really have skills and competencies, it's been a lifetime of effort, a lifetime of work uh, to really hone those skills and ultimately get to the point where I can make a, a meaningful contribution. So there's no substitute for hard work, for focus that allows us to really persistently uh, get good at something. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. 
ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. And push. David Gallo says, push yourself. Physically, mentally, you've got to push, push, push. You've got to push through shyness and self-doubt. Goldie Hahn says, I always had self-doubts. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I didn't think I'd make it. Now, it's not always easy to push yourself, and that's why they invented mothers. <laughs> Frank Geary. Frank Geary said to me, my mother pushed me. And along with those other principles, we need to push. We need to push ourselves past our preconceived notions and limiting thoughts. We need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We need to push ourselves beyond what we think our limits are. If we're truly going to maximize our personal potential and have the greatest outcomes in various uh, ways uh, in demonstrating success in our life, we have to get past uh, our insecurities. We have to get past uh, those things that uh, we, we think we can't do. Uh, truly, we can do almost anything if we just put our mind to it and if we just put consistent effort towards it and we really push and we push the envelope, we get outside of our own, we get out, out of our own way and really allow ourselves to grow in to our full potential. Serve. Sherwin Newland says it was a privilege to serve as a doctor. Now, a lot of kids tell me they want to be millionaires and the first thing I say to them is, okay, well, you can't serve yourself. You've got to serve others something of value because that's the way people really get rich. Serving others something of value. Truly, we need to have a, a product or service that's of value in the market. And so from that standpoint, yes, we need to serve up something that is of value to our customers. But also service in terms of get out of your own way. It's not all about you. Find ways to serve those around you. If you're leading an organization, Look for ways to serve and support and develop your people. If you truly have a service mindset, then the sky's the limit in terms of what you can accomplish uh, with the people around you. And everyone knows that you know more heads are better than one. So if you have a team of five or ten, and you're trying to come up with all the solutions and you're trying to make sure that you know your your work is being successful. Uh, don't rely on yourself. Ultimately, lean on your other people. Lean on their expertise. Develop them. Help them to achieve their greatest potential, and they'll help you to achieve your greatest potential. So finding a way to serve others is, in a sense, self-serving. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that way, but ultimately, we can have greater success 
when we look for ways to develop and serve those around us, whether they're our people, our customers, other key stakeholders or constituencies, whatever the case may be. Ideas. Tedster Bill Gates says, I had an idea. Founding the first microcomputer software company. I'd say it was a pretty good idea. And there's no magic to creativity in coming up with ideas. It's just doing some very simple things. And I give lots of evidence. Anyone can be creative. Anyone can come up with good ideas. You just have to consistently, over time, do the work related to uh, you know, putting yourself in the headspace of being able to be creative and come up with good ideas and then having the guts and the courage to go after those ideas and to implement them, put them into practice. There really are some structured things that we can do each and every day that can help us to be more creative, that can help us to foster more innovative ideas. When we think of creativity, a lot of times we think it's just the creative, quote unquote, creative types, the artists, the musicians. No, it's not true. Anyone can be creative. Anyone can come up with innovative ideas, but you have to put yourself into the right frame of mind and do the work of innovation, of creativity, and of creating good ideas. Persist. Joe Krauss says persistence is the number one reason for our success. You've got to persist through failure. You've got to persist through crap, which of course means criticism, rejection, assholes, and pressure. Persistence is so important. Sustainable effort over time, doing the hard work that's necessary to have good outcomes. There's no substitute for it. And that means we have to persist. That means that when hard times come, we have to be able to take a step back, recognize the big picture, understand that failures, setbacks, uh, that we can reframe them, we can learn from them, we can, we can grow from them uh, in a way that will allow us to, to improve and do better the next time. Persistence uh, is about sustainability. Nobody is going to be perfect. No one is going to be on a perfect upward linear uh, growth path. Everyone zigzags. Everyone uh, has periods of success followed by feel, uh, periods of failure, and it's all mixed together. The difference between those who are truly successful in different aspects of their life and those um, who aren't tends to be persistence and just doggedness, someone who's really willing to just continue to put forth the effort regardless of how hard it may be at the time. So the big ant, the answer to this question is simple. Pay 4000 bucks and come to TED. <laughs> or failing that, do the eight things, and trust me, these are the big eight things that lead to success. Thank you, Tedsters, for all your interviews. I really love his tips. I, I think they're, they're simple, they're to the point, and they're true. If we can just put those into practice in our daily lives and just remember there's no quick fix, there's no magic bullet, there's, there's no shortcuts towards success, whether we're defining success as career success and promotion and money, uh, those sorts of things, or other types of more intrinsic forms of, of success and love and compassion and connection with community and family and friends. Regardless of what we're talking about, comes through being willing to do the hard work each and every day in a persistent sort of a way uh, and connecting everything that we do back with our passion, with meaning and purpose. When we can do that, we will find success. Not a perfect life. That's not what success is. 
we will still have setbacks. We will still have frustrations, failures, but we can learn to cope with those challenges and we can learn to find meaning and purpose in life. We can learn to find satisfaction in what we're doing. And ultimately, I think that's the main goal for all of us is to find satisfaction and happiness in what we do and in our relationships and our connections with other people. As always, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.